When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Evening, gentlemen. Good evening. What time is it? Morning. <laughs> morning, gentlemen. Morning. It's quarter to 12 in morning. <laughs> well, we just don't know when people are listening, do we? I like to, to mix it up for all environments. So just to welcome all. Welcome all. Your eyes on the men, Chrissy. Yes, coming on in it. My dashing good looks are on the return. Yeah, what about that Bolt, Bolt and Wanderers? We are hey, going up. You must have been up partying all last night, weren't you? Party poppers out, wig on, face paint. Full in the end. Wanna comfortable. Yeah, do you see him celebrating with fans outside ground? I'll tell you what I did see celebrating with the fans. The Derby. Derby cap, that's outrageous, isn't it? They've obviously stayed up. Right, they're in, they're in car park dancing about with fans. They've just got, they've just they've just finished fourth bottom. <laughs> to be fair, like because with ten minutes to go, they were down, weren't they? So yeah. I kind of see the emotion of there and then. But you'd like to think that uh, Rooney would be like, "Come on, lads, get back in here." Yeah, <laughs> they're just getting promoted. But apparently, they've got an up and top bus Thursday. We're around streets <laughs> streets in Derby for staying up. Hey, we missed our uh, we missed our intro last week, didn't we? We did. Well, we didn't. We didn't miss it. We did it, but something went wrong, didn't it? Yeah, I lost it. Like on yeah. the in last minute, extra time. So basically, we didn't have an intro last week. You fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty much how it goes. Well, just sometimes you got to hold, hold your hands up. You got to hold your hands up and say that. Yeah, but you you were trying your best not to hold your hands up. Then you didn't, <laughs> you didn't just come in and say. Lads, I, I, I fucked up on the intro last week. I'm sorry. You came in and went, we lost the intro. We didn't know, lose the intro. I know how much you enjoy this, dressing me down. <laughs> and I thought, I'll lost, you up. I'll you you, the, let you have your moments in the sun. You lost the intro. <laughs> one one day I'll surprise you, Chrissy, and go, don't worry about it, Chris. Yeah. You know, it happens. Shit happens. What about, uh, we haven't spoken about Macari, have we? No, we need to as well. What? An unbelievable human being. I hope, to be fair, Katie's just come in there and said, you better not be talking to Baldy. <laughs> <laughs> she's Team Baldy, honestly. <laughs> she's absolutely Team Baldy. She says, you better not be talking to Baldy like that. We're bottom over at knee again. <laughs> <laughs> so she appreciates the work that you do. Mm, at least somebody does. Thanks, Katie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, what a guy. What a guy. Sensational noticed- what he's done. Like when he showed us round and the the residents were walking around and and he was just speaking to them the way like I can imagine him speaking to his players as a manager. Yeah. You know, half taking the piss, half giving them a kick up the arse. I think yeah, I'm I think that. That. When, when when he said, Oh, you can record here at 
obviously at the centre, I was expecting an office block and, you know, everybody's, the, the actual centre where, where, where everybody's staying would be a different building, but he's, he's, the, he's hands-on, isn't he? Yeah. Making brews, yeah, getting the meals going. And like you said, that real good, real good relationship with all with everybody who's staying there. What was it, 40, 46, I think, pods he's got. Sensational, isn't it? I thought it was good, like, because I was, he was saying that when he's, he's speaking to some of the residents on the morning, and then they'd be completely different in the afternoon, obviously with the addictions and stuff like that. And I was like, "Does ever come to the point where you're like, just, just fuck off, just get out, you know, just because uh, whatever." And he, he just couldn't, he just couldn't see the. He was like, "I can't turn me back on them," you know. I understand the addictions, the struggles. At the- I understand everything that goes on, so I'm, I support them, and I just thought it was brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The the by the way, here. I watched the film other night. By the way, it's a classic, isn't it? What a film! It's got yeah. everything. What if you're 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 ruining halfway through, aren't you? Yeah. Well, what must what, what must the board have been thinking at the time, like when he brought him in, and but obviously they were winning and he was doing a good job. The thing is, they were really struggling, weren't they? Like yeah. they were really struggling. So I think the board must have thought, I tell you what, it can't get any worse. So we might as well just go roll with it. Did you see the video when they when they won the BAFTA for the film? Yeah. And Nello's oh, yeah. chicken suits. <laughs> <laughs> What a, what a very what a in, incredible guy! Yeah, and so yeah. humble as well. Like, yeah, I think I think that's come across as well. I th- yeah, I think people have seen that, haven't they? How humble he is and what he's doing for everybody. And you forget the fact how good of a player he was in our. Yeah. Oh yeah. Stephen Davies this week. Another yeah. good lad. Very very good lad. First time I've uh, first time I've been in his company. Obviously played against him a bit, but first time I've been in his company and uh, yeah, top top guy. I never played with him. Now I met him on uh, Billy Stag, but. Just kept in touch ever since. And who stag do was it? The King of Swindon. Oh, Billy Painter. Yes. Yeah, Ed in his office, didn't he? Bless him. Mm. Bought a couple of Britney Spears job done. Bloody yeah. awesome. No, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, well, that's. I don't think people realise when they're watching or listening that we can't have aircon in these gas for sound, right? So we are like literally sweating his balls off. It's hard yeah. work in it. It's hard work. I work sat there. We. I work sat there with a beer in your hand. <laughs> When your body's at 38 degrees. You well yesterday. Sub, sub. Sub, sub. What was your, what was your reaction? Are you throwing your shirt down or what? Hands up, innit? Hands in her. Did the, uh, what was the reasons? I, I'm, I'm Tactical, I'm assuming. Must have that's been. What the, that's what they used to say to me, Chrissy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's tactical, but we're putting on somebody exactly like you in exactly the same position. <laughs> it's tactical. <laughs> Come on after 15, and I come off on 75. So, you know, great. No more fines. No, I had paid me, I had paid me 1.55 for going to hospital last week. Two black eyes, a broken nose, and a 1.50 fine. I'd have, I'd have given them it in one pence pieces. Yeah, I think I would have done for that. I've got the list here a fiver for turning up pissed, one pound fifty for being late, one pound fifty for dirty boots, one pound fifty for not going to the pub after the game. £1.50 for bottling a tackle. That's not on your radar, bottling a tackle, though, is it? No, no. I've got, yeah, I've just got, I've just got in my head Boris Johnson in that uh, thingy game, that charity game, where you're just running as fast as you can and just can't stop your body. £2.50 for a yellow card, £5 for a red card, and £1.50 if you lose. Fuck, man. It could be a, could be a tenner a week job. It could be heavy, couldn't it? If you're late, if you're, if you're, if you're late because you're pissed, you forgot to clean your boots, uh, you, you uh, shit out of a tackle, and then you got you get beat. You're in, for, you're in for 12 and a half quid. And you've got to, you've got to, you've got to get off early for a christening. <laughs> yeah. 
Puddings are in. Puddings are in at home, so you've got to get off your cat with the boozer. <laughs> Should we get Stevie in then? Let's yeah, do let's it. do it. Davies, how are we doing? Yeah, very good, Paul. Thank you. We... <laughs> what? You mumbled that. Was that good? Stevie. Stevie. <laughs> Stevie. You all right, man? Yeah, good, Paul. Very good, thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, superb, mate. Obviously, been a long time trying to get on, and with this lockdown, been tough. But yeah, glad to to be on. Did you did you two <coughs> play together? Because you nah. you seem well acquainted. No, I first met Dave on um, the King of Swindon stag do. King Bill. What yeah, a that guy, was the yeah. first time, wasn't it, in the airport? Yeah. What were your first thoughts of a, a brownie? Because he can't come across an arsehole. To, to when you first meet him? To be fair, mate, he welcomed me Did straight he? in, yeah. Was it, was Tommy with us or was it... Tommy Spur. Yeah, you, you Tommy. Griff. Um, Griff, yeah. I remember Griff turning up, just had his wash bag, didn't he? Four-day stag do, he had a wash bag, mate. That was it. <laughs> just a wash That's bag. That's Griff all over, isn't it? Yeah. But no, he was um, top man welcoming me in. You can't I only... be quite standoffish to start with, can't you? Not in stag dudes, John. That's well, why I come into my own. Well, Gonna yeah. establish yourself early, though, weren't you, on a, on a stag just, day? Yeah. There's no... You ended up being drinking partner, didn't you? Yeah. You're, you're on holiday. Yeah, drinking partner in the end. Where were it? Amsterdam. Yeah, so we can't really discuss too much We can't about. go to... <laughs> <laughs> leave, it, leave it at that. Yeah, we won't delve into... <laughs> it, was, it was good, mate. Really good. Did you play with Bill or just no, local? Yeah, just uh, same with Bill. So I actually met Bill through... I was on Frank Field and stag do in Portugal. And he had the same agent and financial advisor as Bill did. So I've become friends with him. You know you've done a good job when you when you get a free transfer to the next stag do. Yeah. For someone you don't yeah, know, yeah, you've done you... a good job. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> you made an impression. Yeah, yeah. So it, was, it was like, there was three or four year, years in between it. So I think Robert Snodgrass was one of their players as well, who I'd become friends with just through playing against them. And he was playing for Norwich at Liverpool. Um we all met up in town and, and Bill, turned, Bill turned up and then from there, mate, we were mates for, well, up until now and that's when I met Brownie. On the... <laughs> what do you mean up until now? Do you think after this you might not be mate? <laughs> nah, King Bill. King Bill. Yeah. Yeah. Got nothing bad to say about Bill. <laughs> you started at Tranmere. Yeah. How old were you when you... So I was at Liverpool from 7 to 15. Got released just before YTS and got the chance to go over to Tranmere and I think I was... Just turned 16 and within nine months, I'd, I'd made my debut in League One. So it was something that happened really quick for me. Debut at what, 16? Uh, just turned 17, I had. Right. Just turned 17. I think, I think it's a different place, Liverpool, for footballers. Yeah. So everybody seems to play football in Liverpool. You know, as a, as a young, like everyone's just plays football. I know they do all of it, please, but so many people play football here, don't they? To be honest, mate, I, I don't think I've ever played at a club where there hasn't been someone else from Liverpool. Yeah. Though. I do a bit of um, part-time coaching of an evening. It was our first night Monday. We had from ages from five to eight. Mate, we had 480 kids Yeah, for three hours. Is that think... the natural progression from the lads that maybe got released from Liverpool and Everton to Tramia come, come and knock in? Yeah, well, especially at the time, because Tramia were in League One, so they were still doing really well. They just had a, a good couple of runs in the Carlin Cup and FA Cup and stuff like that. But for me, it was, I think it took me about four or five weeks to get over the initial 
I'm not going to be a footballer because yeah. you think the world's ended. But then from the minute I walked in there, they they done sort of a trial 11 against the under-16s level, uh, 11. And within 30 minutes, mate, they brought me off and was like, listen, we'll give you a, a two-year YTS and a year professional, like, within 30 minutes. So Job done. from that point, it was like, right, I need to knuckle down and, and crack on. And as I said, within nine months, I was in the first team. Who's in charge? Brian Little? Brian Little was in charge, mate, yeah. Um, from the first day in pre-season, he was brilliant. Like, he pulled me straight in his office and was like, you're coming straight with us. Like, I'm not saying you'll be playing for us, but you'll be definitely training with us every day. And then for about- That must have been great for your confidence. Yeah, I think, I think uh, because I'd just been rejected. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I don't know if it was just something he'd seen. He was like, I needed my arm around me or he just noticed it straight away. I don't know what he what he seen, but he just said to me, you'll be training with us straight away. I didn't play, I didn't actually play for a while, probably two or three months, but I was training with them every day. And But the know, fact that he said that, yeah, kind give of me that. Yeah. So I thought straight away, as even though being naive, I was thinking, I'm playing first day of the season here. Fuck this, I'm in. <laughs> like, he's already told me. Yeah. If I just train well, I'm playing. Just because I was still a kid. How did you how did your debut go? Like personally, were you Yeah, yeah. A, yes. I, as a on a personal note, it was amazing because I've now played in a professional game. We played I know we played Oldham at home. It's one of them, like it was it was like it was something that you'd always want to gear up to. But once I'd done it, I wanted more. Yeah. The, my first instinct from the minute I walked off the pitch was, I want more. Right, I've done that, what's next? Yeah. And that's the way I, I looked at it like throughout my career. You come off your thought, <coughs> you know, I best, I yeah. best clean Macca's boots on Monday morning. <laughs> yeah, well, even as well, mate, I had Ryan Taylor's as well who was playing. So the two of them were playing and I was playing alongside them. But then after the game, taking the boots, like <laughs> may as well took them off the feet. Thing is, you know, for a fact, if you don't do them, you're going to get a <coughs> big, big time, time bastard. Yeah, and, that, but that, and that's the way. I think that's what's changed in football now, oh, especially massively. from retiring last year at Hamilton. Mate, the kids don't fuck all. The kids would, like, come in the dressing room because they're training with us or they're in the squad and they'd sit in, like, sit in your seat. And you're like, mate, that says my name, you know. That means that's where I sit. Like, I can remember when I used to, that's not, your, that's not you being big time. No, either, that's just the, the way, way I was brought <laughs> up. Just yeah, that's just the way I was brought up. I remember the first time we had an away game for Tramia. Like, I must have stood up for half the journey because I didn't know where to sit. I just stood <laughs> at the back of the bus, like, wait till everyone's <laughs> conductor. So, where you pick people up at different spots, like how we're going to Nutsford, yeah. over here. Mate, I stood up until was that the last spot? Oh, fucking hell, sound. I'll sit next to the driver down there. <laughs> I stood up the whole time just because. That's what it was. I worked. didn't want, yeah, but that was the way it, it was. And I think that's what made football more enjoyable for me. Mm. Towards the end, I was like, fuck this. I was just really wasn't enjoying it. And if you ask, if you ask a young man to make a cup of tea, they're like, oh, I can't make a cup of tea. Yeah, don't know how to do it. Don't, I don't know how to make a cup of tea. And that's not you being a dickhead asking a young lad to make a cup of tea. That's just how it works. Mm. We'll, we'll make a pot of tea, young man. I think I would just go and make it myself. I don't think I've ever asked a young man to make his oh, a cup of tea. I know you have. Only <laughs> met you, met me properly. Yeah, you just fucking, you just fucking had me making them. <laughs> but only as a, only as a, to make a point. Do you mean? Like only to like, look, you you might have trained with us today, but you're fucking miles off it. Mm. 
You know what I mean? Don't think you can go into... Bollocks, you're just a lazy bastard. Yeah. And if there's somebody there who'll make you a brew, you're asking him. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> <there's> <laughs> that. But, do you want one, mate? I'll go. He was in the I'll milk and rough it. I'll go for a brew. Just pause that. And do a coffee. But, <laughs> yeah. but you used to love being a YT, didn't you? Doing yeah. all the shit and all the jobs and all that. It was horrible at time, but it was... Mate, I used to love the feeling of... My man used to have to get up and sing. And it's like, you'd stand up. And your voice would just like completely break, and it's like you used to love that, mate. I used to, I used to think it was the best feeling in the world. I was sick, old mate. Yeah, I used to. <laughs> I'd get up and be like, I know I can't sing, but you go for I'm it. Really, no, I probably wouldn't. I wouldn't even go for it. But it's just the feeling of I'm uncomfortable. I used to think it's fucking great. This, you know? <laughs> I have a double this feeling. Yeah, right I now. could just keep this. The, like that. That was just the way I try. I like. Try to live my life. If I was comfortable, I was unhappy. Being out your comfort yeah, zone. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I'm sweating just thinking about that flipping the tap on the on the glass oh. to stand up and sing. You remember it from here? Do you know what, mate? This sounds really stupid. Them sort of years since I had me injury with me head, like I remember them, but not completely. And I know it sounds like you, you look back and you think, fucking hell, it's just because you. You've had it happen. I swear on my kid's life. I can remember the times. Yeah. But I can't remember sp specific things of what I've done or when I've done it. But I can remember games, if you know what I mean. Let's move on a couple of clubs. <laughs> oh, yeah. There we go soon, eh? <laughs> 22 games in your first season as a 17-year-old. Yeah. Yeah, one of them were. I don't think I started many games, probably four or five. But whenever he needed to make a change, I would always be someone he yeah. trusted and relied. So from an early age, mate, I felt like I was respected for what I could bring to the team. By the way, how old was uh, Calvin Zoller <clears throat> at this point? 39. <laughs> <laughs> he was in the same youth team, uh, the same age group as me. He's, was only, he? he's only just retired now. I've, I've mentioned him before, he was at Newcastle. Yeah, mate. Under 16s and they had to release him because they found out he was fucking 29 or something. Mate, when I was, <laughs> at, when I was at Hamilton, we went to uh, a place called Largs for pre-season. And is it Craig Brown who used to be Scotland manager? Yeah. yeah. He works for Aberdeen. And he was it was a bit like a um, a meet and greet. So he was the manager's friend. So the boys all had a beer and he was talking and he was asking questions. Someone asked him who was the shittest player he's ever seen. Like Calvin Zola. <laughs> Honestly, he said we signed him for Aberdeen. He said he was the shittest player I've ever, ever seen in professional football. I thought he was decent. Yeah, he was good at under 16s. <laughs> no, that's because <laughs> he was 20. <laughs> 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 oh, he's developed. He developed. He's developed. But he used to dive into in a fucking Cleo. I, mate, I swear to God, he must have had the front seat taken out and he'd sit in the back and just drive it, mate. He was that long. He was just like... Did he do all right at the crew? <clears throat> he was at crew, yeah. yeah. Mate, he was a, honestly, he was a handful. Like a serious handful, but he was... <laughs> I think he just ate really quick. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a genuine story. They to, they had yeah, to, he'd left. Because he was too old. Yeah. Was he from Congo? Yeah. He was from Congo, wasn't he? Mate, when he signed for Samuel, I think he was 21. <laughs> that might be an exaggeration. Was your, what, was your, what year was your youth team then? Uh, well, I was an 84 birthday, so... 2001, 2002, Yeah, so I was 87. Birth. Yeah, so when he signed for Tommy, he still said he was 21, mate. That's lying, <laughs> isn't he? And that was 2006. So 
If you was 0102, mate. You look young. Do you the maths? No. You look, you, no. No. It's one of them. You Bold. Look yeah. yeah. Tash. Anybody's got Tash. tash. <laughs> it's a ringer. Yeah, his airline was up here already from the start, wasn't it? So it went to the yeah. Rose, was it? But <laughs> <laughs> What were you like, Goodison? Oh, brilliant, mate. Because I played against him when he it, 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 won another one, <clears> I think he was knocking on. Yeah. And he was just a nasty, horrible, like, elbow you. Yeah. Mate, he used to, even from till the day I left, I hope he's back in Jamaica now so he doesn't listen. He's the only person I've ever seen in football that literally got paid cash, mate, every single week. Would literally bring his bag in and then leave with her. He was giving <laughs> cash, mate. Has someone told a story about him? Is he doing is he up no good in Jamaica or something? I can't remember. Uh, he was he was in with Yeah. The heavies. Yeah, he was he was causing fucking havoc, mate. Well he must have been there for ten years. And every single week, mate, he was paid cash. He used to just come in with his bag, <laughs> drop it off on the table, and then pick it up on the way out, and then jump in his car, mate. But we had um, negotiations like how much cash? <laughs> That's what I mean. Yeah. We how had, much for cash? Yeah, we you do it cash. Theodore Whitmore <laughs> at the time who played for Jamaica as well, who ended went on to manage Jamaica, played in the World Cup for Jamaica, and he used to live with um, Goody, and he'd just be like, "Everyone else, get your pay slip." Goody was just in there, mate. Like, go on, lads, fill that up. <laughs> I, I just see them all leather bags, you know, it's like, yeah, firm. Like a sport bag. Like a little paste. Yeah. Like, go on, lads, fill that up and just fuck off. I played with lads who've had a top up. Yeah. They'll get the, the normal pay slip and stuff. And then, then they'll, they'll, nah, he was, they'll get looked after. He was full cash, mate, every week. Full cash. <laughs> he wasn't even monthly. Every week. <laughs> Friday, maybe like he's on books as a cleaner, <laughs> and then he just go home, mate. Crazy. <laughs> How long <clears throat> before Ronnie Moore coming? Twelve months. Right. Yeah. So were you sad to see Brian Little go? Yeah, but I, by, by that time, mate, he was starting to look old. Because if you can remember him at Villa and places like that, he, he always to me he always looked like my granddad. Bit frail. Like he was yeah. just old and mm. yeah. How can I describe it? Bit like what we were saying before, just he just looked done. Like he he he, he wasn't getting angry. He just looked like he think he'd just, had enough. Yeah, I think he just had enough. And well, then that his last job, was it? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if he went in and done anything else after that. But then Ronnie Moore come in, <laughs> and was the complete opposite. He was fucking like a lunatic, just screaming and shouting all the time. I remember he said something to me one day, and I told him to fuck off. And he didn't say anything, but you know when you're like, he's fucking knows at that. <laughs> no, like just after yeah. that, I wish he'd have said who the fuck you talking to. <laughs> he just never, he just looked at me and was like, okay. for the rest of the training session, I was thinking, oh fuck, he's going to get me at some point. He called me straight in afterwards. He was like, you fucking ever speak to me like that again, I will punch your head all around my office. And I was like, okay, Ronnie. <laughs> sorry, Ronnie. Are you only 18 if you Yes, yeah, 18, mate. So but he just, just comes out, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, fuck Shh. off, gaffer. I think it was like a throwing. It was our ball, and he gave it to the other team. I was like, oh, fuck off, you prick. And he was like, oh, no. But you know when you say something, you're like, fuck off, you prick, and you're like trying to push it back in. <laughs> that's what I was like, man, trying to catch it yeah. before it got to him. The prick's it, probably yeah. the one that sends it over. Yeah, he just, in, yeah. he just looked at me with disgust. He was just like, I remember that. And then he pulled me straight afterwards, and... Threatened to punch me head in all over his office. Apologise. Oh, yeah, fucking right, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want anything, Ron? <laughs> Leeds coming for you. 
Yeah. A few times. Um, four or five times, mate. The, um, so we played Leeds the following season on the first day, and I jumped in my car after the game. I had, like, a number ringing me, and I was like, who the fuck's this? So I answered the phone, and he was like, uh, hi, Stephen, it's Gus Puyat. I was like, what? It's like, hi, Gus. Like, <laughs> just changed my voice straight away. I did what you, yeah. I had Gus up. Uh, I, I missed a point. Yeah, I, I just froze, mate. Because <laughs> he was obviously, we just played them. He was assistant manager. And he was like, um, really impressed today. We're going to do everything we can to get you. So I was like, right, okay. I was like, what's the process now? He was like, now you just keep playing. I just wanted to make you aware that we're watching and we're going to get it done. Mate, nine day, nine games later, they've had four or five offers rejected. I don't be fucking crucial. Um, and I just panicked straight away. I was like, shit. I'm not How long did you have left? I was up at the end of the season. This, season. this was the, the third yeah. season. So I was up. Had you so, been in, have there been talks of giving you a new contract? No, nothing. Like, they hadn't said anything. Sloppy from them, really. Yeah, mm. so it was. It become really awkward because I'd now done my cruciate. Leeds are still phoning me. They still want me. But Sammy aren't doing anything. Like, they were just sitting there. So I, I actually spoke to Ronnie Moore as a, not as my manager or anything, like more as a, like, I need advice. Like, you know I'm struggling. Am I going to be the same? I'd had the surgery. And he was like, what a lead saying. I was like, mate, do you want me to go there to have a look at it? He was like, go on. He said, take the day off and go. So I went to Leeds. They were like, brilliant. It's fine. We'll put another offer in. If it doesn't happen, we'll just sit and wait till the summer. The compensation? So, that would have been It would have been compensation, yeah. That must have been a massive relief, that. Because you, you're thinking, fucking hell. Yeah, it was up until fucking then. Really... Yeah, but Dennis Wise got sacked then, didn't he? Oh. So I'd done my medical. Didn't talk anything about contract. And he got fucking, he got potted. So he was gone. So it, I was then about five and a half months in to my rehab. And I was thinking, shit, I need to like let clubs know that I'm, I'm back. And played against Forrest because we was in the playoffs and Forrest were in the playoffs. Come on for like 10, 15 minutes. And then straight after the game, Paul Jill phoned me from Derby and was like, right, you're coming here in the summer. So I was like, 100%. They'd just been relegated. No, they was the season they were was the still prem. going. Yeah, the season was still going on. So I went to straight away went into Ronnie Moore and said, Listen, this isn't moving. You aren't budging on you haven't offered me a deal. He was like, Listen, I'll tell the chairman that the club's reached out to you about next year. Just mention just let's let's mention it to her and see what she says. So then she started coming back with offers. But by that time, mate, I was fucking I was long gone. I didn't. I didn't rather. Yeah. Did it have to go to tribunal? <clears throat> yeah, it went to tribunal in the end, but it was like it was just messy. Everything. I think. Did that, I used... Does that affect you <clears throat> all? Like going to tribunal? Like what's? I don't know the the so process. You, you you sign your contract and then do the sort of tribunal at the fee after it. I think so. Yeah. So you're, you're, yeah, you're I, I was already. I was already just a Derby going player. Derby, get I played with five it six let... games before the tribunal actually come round. Mm. So yeah, I was don't get involved, did they really? Nah. I wasn't I was never aware of what was going on. Mm. So for a per on a personal level, personal. you're sorted. <laughs> yeah. You've signed your contract, you're a diet player. Just let them get on if with the, it. If the tribunal says it's ten million quid, they've got to pay it. Or yeah. hundred grand, they've got to pay it. Yeah. So you on a 
from a player's point of view, you're you're not worried, are you? You'd, no, I was. The... I was laughing, mate. I was like, "See you later, I'm yeah. gone." What was the fee in the end? I think adding it all up together was like one point two million. All Big in, money, then. yeah. So Tammy is still doing all right at it, then. <laughs> yeah, fucking flying. They might have known that then. They might have known. Yeah, listen, it was. Well, I was made up that they ended up with that amount because it it pays for young other young lads from my area to come through. So I wasn't worried about the fee. As long as they got something that they deserve, which they did, I was just more bothered about the way I was treated. How was it with uh, Barney Rubble? <clears throat> Paul Jill, brilliant mate. To be fair, absolutely brilliant. I agreed to go there, and Derby were playing Everton in the Premier League at Goodison, so he's phoned me and was like, uh, "Dave, where are you?" So I hadn't come back and played the game for Tommy yet. I was Grand National Day. So I'm fucking at Aintree, <laughs> mate, steaming. I'm like, shit, Paul Jill's ringing. So I phone my agent, I'm like, Paul's, Paul Jill's ringing, what am I going to do? He's like, just fucking answer. So I'm like, right, let, let the race go off. So the race gone off, I all, now all the fans go to the track, don't they? I'm like, fucking running the other side. I'm like, hi, Paul, you're okay? He's like, yeah, where are you? I was like, um, I'm at Aintree. He's like, be outside in half an hour, I'm outside. So I'm like, oh shit. Slurry? Yeah, it's steaming. So come outside, there he is parked up. He's like, come on son, you come to the hotel with us, we're playing Everton tomorrow. So he's took me to the hotel. Pissed? Pissed, made me stay in the hotel. Still bit, pissed. Bit annoyed. <laughs> yeah. Fucking fuming. <laughs> didn't even see you won the race. <laughs> yeah, it was literally just before the national. Made me stay in the hotel with the team. Got up Sunday morning. He was like, right, there's your tickets. I'll see you at Goodison. That was it, mate. I think it was just a, like a little power of, right, you you play yeah. for us now. Even though I still... Pulling you away from... I a, still had my contract. Day. I was still a Tramia player. But I'd already agreed that I was going there. But Paul, you would have known you were into races, could he? You no, I think, I think he thought it was a good thing. Like, come and see how it's done here yeah. at a big club. Come and stay at the hotel. Like I got up the next morning in the suit. Still had the suit tag on. Still on. <laughs> the lads are sitting at breakfast in the shorts and t-shirts. Mate, I'm sitting there in a full fucking <laughs> suit thinking, I look a right prick here. <laughs> Just like, hi mate, you all right? <laughs> it was fucking horrible. That's how it come about, mate, and that's exactly what he done to me. Probably a good good from him, really. He was a top bloke. Good that he didn't like think, no, oh, I'm signing a piss out of you. Yeah, probably. But it's, 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 it's Grand National, isn't it? You're age three, you're Liverpool lad, and that's what... Yeah, it's a massive day. I don't know if you've have you ever been to no. it. No. Is he Scouts as well, Joel? Yeah. Yeah. It is a massive day for the city. <coughs> it's a massive four or five days for them. Like, the, I think even people that don't gamble on Grand National Day, mate, literally everyone in the city yeah. Event. has, has had a breath. Best day, best day of year to do an armed robbery, you know, on Grand National Day. <laughs> yeah. Most money at bookies. Wouldn't be surprised, mate. It's mm. ridiculous, isn't it? If you, I'm not that I'm thinking about doing one, but if <laughs> it's the best day, give us a shout, mate. I know. Five, half past five, Saturday, Grand National Day. <laughs> best day to do a arm robbery. We're at an eye opener, obviously, for state training ground because I imagine facilities are a lot different than at Tramia. Yeah. Um, walking into a dressing room, mate, when fucking Robbie Savage is in there is enough to be like, Oh shit, 
because he's he was full on. Like, on you? Yeah, on everyone. Even players that was, we had Alan Stubbs, people like that, Roy Carroll, all big, big personalities and big footballers. So it was literally sink or swim. Do you think Robbie Savage will <laughs> like that full on because, and I'm not holding it against him because he's had an incredible career, but do you think he will like that to mask over the fact that he weren't a great player, if you know what I mean? Mate, do you know, honestly... I don't mean that Robbie Savage weren't a great player, obviously, but you know what I mean? I think he was better than what he was perceived to be. Yeah. Because in training, he was fucking incredible. People just... Because the way he played and because he was gobby and mouthy and all all action, I think he was just labelled shit. Well, not shit, but like not up just to a level. Limit, of chicken. Yeah, but he weren't, mate. Like, his ability was really good. Like, I don't think you can be shit on how many... Yeah. Because he's years you, in you don't get many really good players that are chirpy like that, do you? You know, that are at people, yeah, that's, that, uh, that uh, reputation. I so you, that, you I always think, think somebody's one or the other. I yeah. think that the, his persona give him that little bit extra when he played because if he was quiet or people are concentrating on insecure, yeah, I think that was his mask. Like he was a showman, like Robbie Savage when he gets on the pitch because he's completely different off the pitch than he was on mm. it. Thing is, I, I wouldn't blame him if his self-esteem was low because he's had managers saying to other teammates, do not pass the ball to Savage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he's, he had every right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I believe that, I honestly believe that he was insecure and, and low and down. Did he Did he get you with a big time shout? So we had Dicko, he used to come for Dicko, didn't he? To be fair, mate, I signed about two weeks before Dicko. Took all the heat. And once Dicko came in, mate, I was fucking buzzing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, when he walked in, I was like, that's happy you've seen it. Get on him, Sav. Look at his face. Yeah, look at them fucking 10 to 2. <laughs> but no, listen, Sav, I think that was that was Sav's character. Like, that was the way he was. He would welcome you into the team. But because I'd seen it with Jason McAteer and Gareth Roberts, players like that, who've had, who'd had good careers, I was just used to it. So I wouldn't have a challenge him. He was taking a piss out of me, mate. I'll just sit Put down, down sit down, it. take your medicine. Yeah. Like, see anybody turn on him? Thing is, he had Bywater as his uh, security. Yeah. Didn't he? So yeah. Bywater, Bywater was his fucking Entry. his roommate, Entry. weren't he? We had, mate. I'll tell you a funny story. We went to Marbella, and we're um, we've all got. So it was an international break, so we've all got our rooms. So we're all in the hotel. Sav and Stevie are in the hotel. Sav's like, fuck, I'm not fucking staying in this. He's like, round the pool, lad, like, know the little villas? He was like, I want one of them. So lad's like, fucking prick. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the fuck's he think he is? You think he's too good for the hotel that he's stopping in? No, I think he just wanted to be in his own comfort. Like, he didn't want to be... Because there was no training or anything going on. It was literally just a piss up. Is this under coffee? Yeah, and Sav wasn't a very big drinker. So he had his own little... I think it's part of playing up to the persona as well. You know, being a, a bit... Yeah, I think... You know, I'm going to get... I'm, yeah. I'm going I'm to go for one of them. Yeah, yeah but he had his own... He ends up sort of organising his own villa, which overlooks the pool. So the lad might wear on it for four days, like, really going for it. We get on the bus to go home. And so we're all sitting on a bus ready to go. And Gary Crosby, who's assistant manager, comes on. He's like, uh, Sav, reception, won't you? It's like... Want me? He's like, I've paid for me fucking 
paint up front for the room for four days. It's like, reception, won't you? So he goes in, mate, every single bevy that we'd had throughout the week, every player put it on his room. <laughs> <laughs> he had a four and a half thousand euro bar uh, <laughs> bill. And he just got on a bus and was like, you cunt. And we were like, that'll fucking teach yeah. you. <laughs> Did he take it all right, though? Yeah, he just paid it. But that's what, that was like, we had Gary Teal players like that who were all, had all played in the Premier League and was on, had been on good money. They were like to us, he just went on suffering. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. <laughs> Every time you went to the bar, they were like, what room? You just go, that one over there. <laughs> that big villa in the door. There's a lot, lot staying in there. So, because it was overlooking the pool. Like, you didn't even need to know where it was. You just nah, go, I'm, ask- one, <laughs> I'm <laughs> asking for an itemised bill, me, love. That one there. <laughs> one, one of the boys, and he went, I don't even bloody drink WKD. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Sav doesn't drink. I don't think I've never seen Sav drink. But he got whacked, he got whacked mate, with this fucking whopping bill. And he just walked on the bus and he was like, you cunts. And everyone was just crying, laughing. Yeah, but to be fair to him, I think, he? To be fair, he just swallowed it, mate. It just fuck, was like... No, nah, I'm itemised, Bill, me. Who's been on the pina coladas? <laughs> <laughs> With highlights <laughs> like that. It's 320 euros. <laughs> that driver. Do not start this bus <laughs> yeah. until yeah. we've sorted this out. <laughs> but it's funny, because at that time we had, like, Jay McEvely was there, Stephen Pearson. And them two, mate, once, when they were together, were fucking carnage. See, he came to Stoke on loan, Stephen Pearson, and yeah. he seemed really quiet. Mate, he was a lunatic. Absolute lunatic. We went there for four days, flew back. So we're, we're now at the carousel. So we've been there for four days. We're now at the carousel waiting for our suitcases to come back. Jay and Piero have been arguing for four days because they're, they're in the room together. So Piero's one side and McEvely's the other side. So they get the cases and they live together also in Derby. So <laughs> Piero goes to Jay. Jay, where's my car keys? And he, Jay just turns around, mate. As normal as anything and goes, in the safe, mate. And he's like, you are taking a piss. He's like, yeah, they're in the safe. At the hotel? At the hotel back in Spain. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, we're in East Midlands Airport. <laughs> <laughs> mate, we're in East Midlands Airport, but just dead calm was like, in the safe, mate. And he's like... Like, just nip, nip back in and get like, him. nah. He's like, yeah. He was like, yeah, but you took everything out. He went, yeah, I took the passport out. You didn't tell me to take the keys out. <laughs> and he was like, you fucking idiot. So they, had to, they sat at the airport, mate, for... I was waiting for someone to come and get into his car for him. <laughs> Fucking crazy. <laughs> I remember speaking to Crofty and during the international breaks, we always got our weeks planned, didn't we? Like you'd get a couple of days off, wouldn't you? And then you'd get the weekend off. Yeah. And I was like, what are you doing? Oh, we're going to Miami. Yeah, that's what you have. You used to love Miami. it, didn't he, <laughs> Yeah. He never came. Unbelievable. Did, did he not? No. Never, ever. Who did he send? Uh, with Crosby? He'd say, Gary Crosby, 
Andy Garner and Martin Taylor. But he'd be at the airport because he had a, a place in America, I think, with his family. So he'd always book our flights for the same time as his. So he'd be in the airport, get everyone steaming, and then just fuck off. Go on his family holiday, and we'd all just pile into anywhere. And was it just from oh. as soon as the plane takes off? Mate, the first time off. we got the Marbella one sorted, we had a game at Malaga Stadium. The fans got wind of it, and about 10,000 of them turned up. At Malaga Stadium, we were playing Malaga in a pre-season friendly, and we were drinking at the pool at 11 o'clock, and the game kicked off at 8 o'clock. We had fucking Martin Taylor, who was the goalie coaching goal, <laughs> because the goalie was steaming. <laughs> Gary, Tail, Gary Teal was throwing up on the back of the bus. I played five minutes, got hooked off, because I couldn't fucking, I couldn't see. Mate, it was just an absolute car crash. The fa- our own fans were booing us. Because <laughs> we couldn't, mate, we were getting beat about fucking seven. <laughs> and we were all laughing. Like, no, oh, when the ball goes past you and you're like, you're like, mate, the ball's fucking long gone. It's gone. But we were, mate, we were fully. Like, I bet there were some like probably busy fans as well that had come for the game. Yeah. yeah. Come they on, weren't doing what, yeah. what are they doing? What are they doing? <laughs> Taking the piss. Honestly. And so when, when we've got back after the trip, Nigel was like, what the fuck happened there? <laughs> Martin Taylor was like, you sign control them. And he goes to Andy, yeah, Gary Crosby. Cross, you're meant to be fucking sorting out. He's like, I said to them, they could sit around the pool and have a two beers. <laughs> He's, he said, I went to my room, come back down. He said, there was fucking unicorns, crocodiles, being flexibles. He said, all in the pool, the lads are fucking flying off. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, pre-match meal, my lads were having a bottle of lager with the pre-match meal. <laughs> and then, like, we think, do you know that, that fear of, I'm pissed, like, but I reckon I could sober up. So we're like, everyone sat on the bus, the aircon's fucking beaming on people, people like that, twisting it. Oh. And then you just, uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> Gary Teal was sat in the middle aisle and he just spewed up. But then as the driver's breaking, you know, like the way it just yeah. travels up. So it's like getting to the next people. Oh. And they're like, uh, uh, uh. will be rising you, with the heat as well. Mate, the before smell. you know it, everyone on the bus is like that in bags, like trying to be sick. Because of the smell. We must have got off the bus, mate. The fans were there and the lads were like, it was roasting, mate. Like the hottest I've ever felt. <laughs> like hotter than this room. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like, oh shit. So that, you know that feeling when you're pissed and you're like, and I better care for you. And then you get outside in the fresh air and you're like, how am I going to get home here? Like I'm, I'm proper in trouble. <laughs> Worse than what I thought. Mate, well, once you put your boots on and walked out in the sun, just like, boom, you're like, <laughs> Oh shit! Oh fuck! What am I gonna do? <laughs> but it was probably where it's. It was mid-season. What it wasn't like a pre-season do. <laughs> it was the first break, so yeah. it's like it's still piping, isn't it? So it was the first one in late September, isn't it? You're an when you walk club. out, yeah. Clough used to say to the lads, "Right, we've got. You're gonna have the week off. Where do you want to go?" Yeah. And it turns. He said, uh, "Big Ben Turner." Said, "You got to a point where the lads were like, oh, I don't want to do it again." Yeah. It did get like that. Don't want to go again. Yeah. Oh, we'll go Miami, we'll go Vegas, we'll go Marbella, whatever. When you walk out as well in, in Malaga, they're doing doggies in perfect yeah. unison. It's <laughs> <laughs> not like, it's like they're uh, all dead brown and with some jet black and it just back perfectly and you're like that. <laughs> 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 just the escape to victory, can't you? you know, Germans are all yeah. fucking meticulous. <laughs> Let's 
special thanks to one of our sponsors this week, Charles Chowett. Hey, we've, we've, we've done well with this one, by the way, haven't we? Because we've had some gear sent. We're looking a million dollars, aren't we? The problem I find when I'm buying a shirt, some it lets us down. It's, whether it's in the sleeves, the collar's too tight, it's too short. But this, we could send our measurements, couldn't we? And yeah. everything was crisp, tailored, fit like an absolute Roish glove. Do you know me, scruffy chic. Yes. They've brought me back up to the respectable age, I think. You still, you'll still wear your snapback, though, won't you? Oh, yeah. Shirt, chinos, vans and a snapback. <laughs> but, yeah, very, very happy. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy with the quality as well, by the way. Yeah, very happy with the fit. Being a, being a taller gentleman, we, we struggled on with John. With well, I'm, the... a taller, I'm a taller, rounder gentleman. That's my problem. Yeah, but the, the came up trumps for me. I think I think the body the body description is uh, light bulb. I think it is slim light and just slim and then just start wavering uh, around the hips, around the hip and belly area. <laughs> More of a beaker, I think. <laughs> Pine joke. Bulbous at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on, lads. <laughs> Well, they've sent us some stuff, and it's uh, the quality, like you said, quality at all. You're putting your measurements, and they're, they're, they're precisely fitted, aren't they? By the way, I had a look on the website as well. Reasonably priced. Yeah, that's that's another big thing. Well, reasonably, very reasonably priced. Well, as listeners of the show, they're sending us an exclusive introductory offer for the listeners. You can enjoy shirts and polos for only $24.99, and knitwear, and it's good quality knitwear as well, from $29.95. With a six-month guarantee and free returns. All you've got to do is go over to the website, C-H-A-R-L-E-S-T-Y-R-W-H-I-T-T.com. That's charlesturwit.com. Or, or you can go in store and use the code COSH24. Or so you can do it in store. You can do it in store as well. Just tell when he's when he's putting everything through, just whisper him over. The uh, the guy behind the counter just hey up some. Gas on, gas on. Gas on. <laughs> Cost 24. And that's it. Are we, are, we any, are we knocking your price right now? Do you know that total there, Biggin? <laughs> no, 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 no. Come here, words of the wise. Not on my watch. Little whisper as well. You could get him right in. Whisper him over. Cosh. I just said to him, that's on. You got a pen and paper, Biggin? <clears throat> just write Cosh 24. Boom, there you go. Just slip it. Just slip it across the counter. Like yeah. you're giving it, you know, like you're giving a, a secret tip in the handshake. Except you're not giving him a five, but you're giving him a piece of paper that says cost 24 on it. <laughs> if, you, if you're wearing it under the cosh hoodie at the same time, you get an extra 25% off. Oh. <laughs> but no, you don't. That's that's yeah, total don't. fabrication. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. That was a lie. Yeah, we'll get it bothered. Yeah, so all you got to do is go to the website or in-store and uh, give the code cost 24 at charlestarwick.com. Uh, I was bywater on these trips because we've we've heard a few tales. Oh, Stevie's just a, it's just a fucking lunatic, isn't he? Um, I think he's a lunatic without knowing he's a lunatic. Yeah, and he just thinks it's be, normal. We aren't meaning to be a lunatic. Yeah, mate, I remember sitting in a dressing room with them, and he was telling me about he was booking a holiday for him, his missus, and his two kids. Don't know if he's got more now, but he had two kids, so he was booking a flight. So he's like, "Yeah, Dave, what do you think this is a good price?" So I'm sitting there thinking. Is he fucking winding me up here? I'm like, I know there's four of them. I'm like, Stevie, that's expensive for four people, mate. He's like, no, no. Like, look, have a look closer, look. So I'm like, go ahead. So he gives me his phone. 
Like he's paid for 12 seats. I'm like, mate, there's only four of you. He's like, yeah, we sit in the middle. We've got four seats in front of us that are sp like spare <laughs> and four seats behind us so no one can sit by the kids. <laughs> and this was like 2008. So this is like well before the times we're in now. So he's paying for holidays for 12 people. For 12 people. <laughs> Just so no one sits by him. <laughs> I wonder if he's got rooms next door to hotel and all, so there's no noise. He's just a fucking lunatic. I'm like, mate, surely it can't be that bad. Like, he's like, yeah. But as he's talking to you, he's got like his hand gel. <laughs> and he's like squeezing it on. And then he's like... Was he a bit like it. a germ freak? I think, I think he is. I'm not too sure, mate. I, to be honest, he's not much of a fucking lunatic. I never asked. <laughs> he's been um, way ahead of his time then, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I think he... I think he brought it over here. I thought, <laughs> I'll wipe these out. But no, he was um, he was some character. I remember him falling out with Nigel, like a big, massive falling out. We we played on the Saturday, and Nigel was fuming that no one had like made any tackles. So on the Monday, we've come in, Nigel's like, fucking get your shin pads on. Calls us all in. So we're, we've all done the warm-up. He's like, right, we're having an 11 v 11. He said... I don't care if the ball's not there, just fucking wipe out whoever's on the other team. So there's lads like playing at right back and the ball's on the left wing, mate, just getting wiped out by me playing up front just because he said, just kick everyone. But the ball's gone through to Bywater and he's come out and slid now to, to get hold of it. And Chris Porter's jumped over him. Oh, mate, as soon as he's jumped over him, there's murder. Right, he calls training off. Fucking get into this circle. So we all... Um, we all come into a circle, he turns out to Chris Porter, this is Nigel Clough, and goes, wipe him out, take his head clean off his shoulders about Bywater. So he's had this, like, five-minute rant, and you can see Bywater standing there, and he's gone, right, that's it, fuck off, back in. Bywater's gone. Just before we go anywhere, lads, if you ever tell anyone to take my fucking head off, I'll come round to your house, I'll kill you. I'll kill your missus and I'll kill all your kids. <laughs> <coughs> Mate, he just walked off the pitch himself, clapping his hand, shouting, England's number one. <laughs> <laughs> and just fucked off and just literally walked in from training. And it was like, Mate, you've just threatened to kill the gaffer's family. And you think you're England's number one? You're not even Derby's number one, mate. <laughs> but I didn't have the assholes to say it. <laughs> on the, so that's on the, I think that was the Monday, mate. On the Tuesday, we've got fucking, we're playing Blackpool away. So we've travelled to Blackpool, Bywater's gone. Not even in the squad. Because of that, that Because of this yeah. row, yeah. So we've played Tuesday, we end up getting beat 2-0. On a Wednesday, we're all off as, as normal. On the Thursday, I dropped... Gracie off at nursery. So I was in for like eight o'clock as I've drove in. I'm like, fucking hell, the gaffer's in early. Gone in, not thought anything of it. Walk past the gym, by water's like, Davo, Davo, come here. I'm like, what? He's like, oh my car, lad, in the gaffer's spot. I'm like, oh, mate, you haven't. He's like, yeah. He says, just sit here. Sit here with me till he pulls in. So I'm like, right, go on then. So I'm sitting there, mate, giddy as fuck, thinking, what's he going to do? Gaffer's car comes in, pulls up, goes to get in the space, obviously sees Stevie's car. Stevie, double taps his boot. Boot comes up, mate, orange helium balloons. <laughs> 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 
mate started floating over his windscreen. Now just like that, we're just fucking wiping. Trying to, try to get rid of them. I wasn't expecting that, lad. No, <laughs> mate. Honestly, that's what he done. Like, but didn't say anything. Just like Davo, just come sit here. So I'm just sitting there, mate. He pulls up, just fucking double taps, mate. The booth opens, and he's just like, like a race. They were all racing together. <laughs> I'm just, just sitting there like, what the fucking chance? Thing is, he didn't know you were going to be in early either. No. So he was, he'd have been more than happy for that just to be between him and Clough. Yeah. Yeah. It may, anyone that was in the building, he would be buzzing. <laughs> but just, honestly, the, the look on his face is just like, <laughs> watch this. And I'm like, the next one, all these balloons start just rushing out the back of his car. And Nigel was just like, Pfft. but which is bizarre because... Nigel then took him to Burton. Yeah. And I had yeah. him for years afterwards. And he, when I went, I went to Burton because I'd left um, Bradford and I had no club. So Nigel said to me, just come in and try and take over. So I went in. Man, they were fucking thick as thieves, the two of them. Like See, best mates. I think if that happened to me, I'd respect that. It's up there with one of the best things I've yeah. ever seen. I can, I can but, imagine. It's like I Thursday got... morning, quarter past eight, so you've just been pumped anyway. Like, Wes Ulam was taking the piss out of us. No, when they were flying, like, playing little passes around everyone. And he's Stevie's obviously thought, right, well, I'll get you. And he's fucking orange. Yeah, so he spent all day Wednesday planning it, hasn't he? Oh, yeah. what, can, what can I do? <laughs> yeah. Fully planned it. He wouldn't have just gone to a shop either, by what? So would he he'd, he'd get a, a canister of helium <laughs> yeah. in he'd his own <laughs> Mate, it was just the way. Just wait, just wait till tomorrow. It was like they were coming out, but like they, it was like they were attacking Nigel's car because they were all over his windscreen, and Nigel's put his white to try and get rid of them. Did you see the? Did you see Nigel come in? And no, I did a fuck my leg that out. I literally once the bleed the balloons had filled his windscreen. I was out there. You're on your own, Steve. I don't know what to do with this. It's yeah. all you, mate. But that's all he done, mate. So after singing, he was England's number one. To fill his car up with his balloons. Jack in the box. Yeah, brilliant. That's, in, that's incredible, <laughs> yeah, by the way. Mate, some it's some shouts. Like yeah. you could think it. And then like Tuesday night after getting beat, you could be bitter and sour, couldn't you? Going, well, I'll fucking show him. Mate, he's had like 72 hours to think, is this the right move? And <laughs> he stuck to his guns. He's like, yeah, I'm feeling it. But he also started fighting. I think that's because right. <laughs> he was that confident in his own ability that he thought. Well, if I get fucked off from me, I'll get somewhere else. I think it's just because he's fucking... He'd probably just got him in a choke or something if he'd have said anything, mate. Like, he was that... He was There's that a bit serious. of cage fighting and stuff. Yeah, he, mate, he was, like, he mess was with fucking... Him. He was serious, mate. Like, <laughs> he'd scare you. Even though he's, like, he was, he's so placid and, like, you could have a really good conversation with him. But then, like, just one thing will switch and you're like, mate, what the fuck's going on in your head? Four or five years later, when I said to you, I went to Burton, he was just dead placid, like, nothing phased him. He was let dead laid back. Like, he was still fucking mad with his hand gel. <laughs> but he was like, he wasn't confrontational, where I think at the time, he loved, he loved confrontation. And because Roy Carroll was always the keeper there as well, and he was a fucking lunatic, they were just, the, the pair of them, mate, were just fucking wild. Like, Roy Carroll, I must have been 20, so we played. And at half time, Nigel Clough was screaming at Roy Carroll. But as he's screaming, it's like a bit of spit went on Roy. And Roy just stood up, mate, and was like, you just spat at me. And Nigel was like, no. He was like, you've just fucking spat at me. 
and then there's just a big fucking rush because Roy thinks that Ni- Nigel spat at him, but Nigel was just shouting. So he brings him off for half time anyway. Fuck it, I can't even remember who comes on. England's number one. England's number one must have made it in. <laughs> so he's in, he's in goal. So after the game, we're getting changed and Roy's still there, like sitting there, like I'm waiting for Nigel. I was like, mate, just leave it. Like, you've said your bit, he said this bitch, just fuck it off. So I thought nothing of it. Left, I've left the game, drove back to Liverpool to see my mum and dad. I'm driving back Monday morning, like half five, because I've got to be in. My phone rings, Roy. I'm like, all right, Roy. I'm like, everything all right, mate? He's like, I've tried everyone, lad. No one's answered. You're the only one who's answered. I'm like, what's up? He's like, come to Nottingham and pick me up. I need to get into saying, so I'm like, okay, mate, no worries. Send me the address. I'll go and pick you up. Gives me a address for the casino. Turn up at the casino, mate. Roy Carroll walks out in the fucking club suit that he had on Saturday for the game and just jumped in the car, mate, went to training as normal. So he'd been out from the game all day Sunday, all day Sunday night till Monday morning just because he had the conflict yeah. with Nigel and he had no switch-off points. Like, he just held it. Yeah. Yeah, like, he just held it. Were he pissed? Right or not? Nah, because he wasn't really... He used to have a he used to have a bevy, but he wasn't, like, when he got in the car, reeking a veil. He still had the same suit on, but he wasn't <laughs> reeking a veil. Nah, just, like, he got in with, like, a coffee. Like, he was just... It was fucking normal. normal that he'd been <laughs> in the casino for 48 hours. <laughs> but just like, oh, cheers, mate. I was just sitting there thinking... What the fuck is going on here? Like he's just been—he played twelve months before. He was in golf for Man U. <laughs> I'm playing for Tamia, and now I'm picking him up at a casino. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> but just honestly, the two of them were. Did they get on? Yeah, like really got on. But I think they both bounced off each other. I think they both had the same switch. Like when Roy lost it, Stevie would lose it because Roy lost it. <laughs> But it's not like God, he'd lose I thought, I thought you were going to say they <laughs> yeah. calmed each other down, no, but no, no they both. They egged each other on. And it got worse. <laughs> it got worse. We, we, we played, um, not like your Christmas do, you play on the Saturday. We're on the train going to London. And like we're all having like a sociable few beers and Roy and Stevie are sitting next to each other. Like the only two keepers we've got, just drinking red wine. So, like, they're having a laugh and you can see them talking to each other and, like, they do a fist pump. <laughs> and then the next minute, it's a harder fist pump. And the next minute, mate, they're punching each other solidly, but, like, knuckle to knuckle. <laughs> and I'm thinking, mate, we ain't got a fucking keeper. <laughs> so fucking... But it's like, I'm stronger than you, you know, you're stronger than me. But they'd just be at it all the time, but, like, best mates. And then they'd be like, go on, we'll leave it now. And they'd just, like, be back to normal, like... I like parking, lad. Are you having a nice beer there? <laughs> like, mate, are you fucking serious? You used to? Absolute lunatics. It's incredible, isn't it? Characters, man. But <laughs> literally just sat on the train, mate, just punching each other in the hands. But like, you know, like you go, and then it's like harder, harder, harder. And before you know it, mate, they're knocking fuck out of each other's fists. <laughs> I'm like, you do know you just need them. <laughs> got fucking England's number one and fucking Northern Ireland's number one here and we've got them punching each other it's just fucking crazy but they both brought it out themselves they could just be sitting there normal 
it's like they, they have like a little discussion together and they're like, come on, should we start now? Sure, it's like, fuck <laughs> off. Are you too fucking sure? <laughs> the balloons, man. That's, 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 that's up there. One of the best stories I've ever heard on here. Yeah. In fact, ever. Mate, honestly, I couldn't believe it. I'm just sitting there thinking, what's he going to do here? Because he's done loads of stuff. Like, we had a, a physio that wasn't a physio. So he worked for the physio department, but he wasn't a qualified physio. Sports therapist or something? Sports spy, I used to call him. <laughs> so he he come with Nigel, but he was like a spy. Yeah, he made a fatal decision of when he came in and introduced himself in the physio room, he said, I'm Nigel's eyes and ears. Whatever's said in here, if I think that it needs to go back to him, I'll go and tell him. He's not very good spy, is it? But he said it from the off-go, so it'd be like... Oh, for fuck's sake, why have you just said that? So Rob Holt straight away. He's like, yeah, he, he you could like you could there was windows so you could see them walking up. The famous shouts, would you for a million quid, would you let Brownie shag your bed? Not you, Brownie. This fellow was called Brownie. Would you let Brownie smash your bed? But he was like, must have been 35 stone, mate. Like massive fat. Just just look like he stunk of sweat constantly. Or it'd be <laughs> For a million quid, would you let Brownie shit on your head? Or like just stupid schoolboy stuff. But they'd always say it when he was walking up, just so he could hear it. So one of the lads made a story up. I think Bywater made a random story up. I can't remember the story that he'd been out and he'd been drinking. And we had the night before a game just to see. Like Brownie had said it early doors that he was the eyes and ears. But we didn't know who, because the gaffer was finding things out. But when we were talking, he weren't even there. He was still finding out about stuff. So he said something in the dressing, in the physio room when Brownie's been in there. And Nigel's pulled Stevie, said, like, you shouldn't be out doing whatever you're doing. And Stevie'd made it up just to see if it got back to him. Them all, it's fucking Colleen Rooley and <laughs> Colleen, uh, Colleen Rooney Rebecca Vardy. Vardy job, yeah. innit? So, on a, so Brownie's job, mate, on a Friday, he used to take all the tapes out the tape bag. Must have been 300 of them. What, this... this- the strapping stuff, yeah, and then put them all back in the same place. So, like, to keep him busy, you know, like, so he looked like he was doing something. <laughs> so, by water, we come in on the Saturday morning because we was injured, and they were travelling away. I think I was injured, he weren't playing, and they were travelling away. So, when he come in, Brownie weren't in. So, Stevie got the, uh, remember the little blades that you cut the hard skin off? Mate, just cut all the stitching off the bottom of the bag. Like, the big bags. <laughs> Not like the little physio run on bag. The big one that the physio takes with all the spray, undone all the stitching. So we're just sitting there, we're both, I'm icing, he's in the gym with the window looking in. The bus is leaving, so Brownie's running to get his bag, mate, as he's lifted his bag up. The fucking ass is fucked. <laughs> <laughs> and the fucking tapes are just gone. <laughs> mate, he started crying. I swear to God. He just started crying. Like, uncontrollably. So I'm sitting there like trying to ice my leg because I've done my other cruciate by this time. So I've got my other, my other cruciate's gone. <coughs> so there's tapes all over the floor. I'm laughing. He's crying. Bywater's banging on the window, pointing at him. <laughs> He's bending down. His fucking ass has gone into his shorts. <laughs> it's just full crack every minute. Right? <laughs> Nigel comes in. He's like, Brownie, fucking hurry up. So he's like picking all the tapes up, throwing them in. The, remember the, uh, the Muller ice bags? Yeah. He's throwing the, the, the tapes in his ice bag to like try and get on a bus in time, mate. He was just fucking 
absolute carnage, <laughs> but all caused by Stevie. <laughs> <laughs> Just because he made the story up. <laughs> Just to see if it got back. And it was brownie, got put it back, so he cut the arse off. Did he get back? <laughs> yeah, so he cut the arse out of his tape bag. I couldn't put an effort in. Yeah. Oh, you mate, know, he had proper planning. Yeah. Mate, he had some fucking conspiracy story, Stevie. Like, he'd obviously fell out. In fact, it was Sav. Sav fell out. Sav then become a bit ostracised because he was on Big Doe. And... He wasn't going to play because Nigel cut the budget. He started signing players from fucking Bear in a lower level players who came on to be good players like Brayford, people like that who've had fucking unbelievable yeah. careers. But Sav was probably the last person left. So he stopped playing him. And Sav, as I said earlier, Sav was really insecure. So we're sat at breakfast. Me, Sav, I think it was Bray. Um, and Jamie Ward, just all sitting having breakfast as normal. Sav walks in, like, fucking going in. I've had enough of this, I'm fucking going in. I'm going to speak to him. I can go to Brighton here on loan. I'm going in. They're like, go on, Sav. Fucking, he's taking a piss <laughs> out. Go in. He's like, right, I'm going in. Next minute, Gary Crosby walks in. Sav, the gaffer wants you. So he walks out and Sav turns to us. He goes, this is my chance. I'm like, mate, fucking tell him. Like, he's, yeah, you're on good money, but it's not your fault. You still should be playing. So Sav goes in. We're all waiting in the canteen. Sav comes back, mate, white as a ghost. Like, the life had drained out of him. We're like, mate, what happened? He went, you won't believe it. We're like, go on. He went, he said to me, I'm not going to play. But he's had a call off ITV, and I can go on, I'm a celebrity, get me <laughs> <laughs> You're going on loads of jungles. We've had Anton Jack on. Mate, I don't want to take you. That's what they call him in Fort, and now we could go on the jungle. Fuck me, man. They call him in to say you go on the jungle. That's another one. Yeah. You can just. If you could have pictured him, like his his hair's he's he's had his hair done, so he's got a ponytail up, he looks fucking well. He's like, I'm going in, lads. I'm gonna tell him, come back, mate, fucking bobble out. Look fucking <laughs> snappy dude, mate. He said he said I can go in the jungle. <laughs> 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 he thought he was going on loan to Brighton, mate, he ended up in the jungle. <laughs> I've had ITV on. Oh, I didn't producer. see that one coming out. I've had the producers on, lads, and going in the jungle. <laughs> Funny enough, he ended up going to Brighton, though. He did yeah. end up at Brighton, mate. He fucked the jungle off. He's probably his insecurities. He'd be thinking, I can still do a job as a footballer. Yeah. And he's come out thinking, he's trying to flog me in the fucking jungle. I'm going in the jungle, lads. <laughs> but he was, no, like, oh, he's so fucking bad. pristine, mate. Fully gel back, ponytail looks lovely. Come back, mate, fucking frizzy bomb. Just like, fucking oh, <laughs> going in the fucking jungle. Yeah. That's incredible. <laughs> did you get on with cloth? Yeah. I did, mate. Um, at the start, it was a bit... Because I was young, it, like, he loved... He was very much like his dad. Obviously, I didn't know what his dad was like, but from speaking to people, his traits were very similar. Yeah. Like, I'd play... 
up front in the championship on Saturday, but then played left back for the reserves on Monday. Just because I was a young lad. Like that's right, the way yeah. he treated you. Yeah. And it was like mess, yeah. yeah, it was like he just he just grounded you like straight away. Yeah. You'd be walking down the corridor, mate. You had this thing about walking around with the cricket ball. You used to walk around the holds at training ground with the cricket ball and just fucking lash it at you from nowhere. So you'd just be walking to breakfast. He'd like pop around the corner scene and just go, fuck off. No warning? No warning, nothing, mate. Cocky? Yeah, just fucking fall on, get down, catch it. <laughs> well, the thing is, his dad did that. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. His dad did that with football, didn't he, if you remember? Yeah. I no, think we didn't have a cricket ball. Or a tennis ball. Tennis ball, yeah. Yeah, mate, he used to... He took it up a notch with a cock. You not throw it at Gemmo? A football at Gemmo? Yeah, that was the one that was in the middle of the dressing room. But right. I'm sure he always used to yeah. have a, a cricket ball or an air ball. Yeah, yeah mate, ball. He was, he was a, we come in from training. We'd, we were on a really bad run. Like, lost five on the bounce. Dreading coming in Monday morning. Know that feeling of, fucking, we're getting yeah, we're getting it here. Like, I've drove in, mate. And the fucking, the groundsman, he's just going up and down on the same spot. Just cutting the grass. Like, literally just in a line, up and down, I'm thinking... He's fucking sleeping on the aisle. Like, what the fuck's going on here? Walk in the dressing room. There's two squads. So I'm thinking, is that a game? What the fuck's going on? Go through the door, mate. There's Nigel putting Slazenger all whites out. Like, full whites, cricket whites, everything. He's got 11 there. He's got 11 over there. I'm like, I like Gaffer. He's like, you're any good at cricket, son? I'm like... I'm all right. He's like, I'll have you on my team. So he's like, this is my team. So we're fucking getting all, all whited up. We come out to training. <laughs> he's like, right, lads. Batting team, you just can have a few beers while your two are in. So the lads are like, we've lost all five on the, the spin here at the time. So the lads are getting pissed on the fucking behind the boundary ropes at the training <laughs> ground. You've got 11 lads running around trying to catch cricket balls. Right? <laughs> You've got two lads in the middle who are fucking filled in because they've just been drinking. <coughs> but by, at this time, Bywater's still is playing. So someone hits the ball, mate, and Bywater's running after it, right? And this is on my kid's life. Bywater slides the catcher, dislocates his thumb, right? <laughs> so it, Bywater's snapped his thumb. So he's like, that's the physio. Sully, Sully, fuck. So Sully's like, picks his bag up, runs on. As Sully runs on, mate, he pops his hamstring. <laughs> <laughs> so the physio is now hovering over to Bywater. So Bywater gets up, walks over to the physio. The physio's on the floor like that. Cricket balls flying everywhere. Mate, there's balls flying everywhere. Next minute, all like the gates open and all the girls start coming in. Like all our families. Just start driving in. I'm thinking, what the fuck's going on here? Next minute, there's big minibuses start pulling up. Made on a family fun day on the fucking training ground. The chefs come out barbecue. So we've played cricket in the morning. <laughs> we fucking kids are on a bouncy castle being pulled out of school. Sashi's over there having a glass of wine with Nigel's missus. By water's got a sand in the fucking tires. <laughs> And the physio's lying on his own physio bed. And you've lost five in a row. And we've lost five in a row. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, God. That is just his own. You can just imagine the old man doing it, can't you? Mate, honestly, so good.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow-up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.